Happy International Women's Day. Welcome to Healthy-ish, your, well, almost daily podcast from Body and Soul with me, your host, Felicity Halley. Yes, we're dropping this app today to celebrate women. Now, normally on IWD, we chat to a high-profile celebrity, but this year we're making it about you. Dr. Deb Cohen-Jones is a Perth-based GP and co-founder of skincare brand The Secret, and she is going to remind us of the must-get-a-cancer checks we all need to have. Now, I will put a caveat saying this is a general discussion about health and if you have any questions, please see your doctor. Dr. Deb is also up on Extra Healthy-ish where she answers the most popular questions she gets asked. Deb, welcome to Healthy-ish and happy International Women's Day. Thank you so much. Happy International Women's Day to you too. I'm so glad that we get to celebrate a special day just for us. I know. It's lovely, isn't it? It just kind of, I don't know, it just automatically makes me feel empowered on this day. What about you? Absolutely, absolutely. I think every woman deserves to be celebrated and have a special day that's designated to celebrate how awesome we are. So, yes, I totally support International Women's Day. Yeah. Well, let's talk about a few topics specifically related to women, um, questions that you Mm -hmm. get asked. I think let's kick it off with the first one, screening tests for cancer. I feel this applies to probably 100% of all the women listening. What screening tests are there for cancer? Okay. So um, the screening tests have actually evolved quite significantly in the last couple of years, in particular cervical screening tests. So traditionally, um, I know myself, I'm 45 years old, we grew up with a two-yearly pap smear, um, but that has changed dramatically with the introduction of the cervical cancer vaccination program, which was um, rolled out um, approximately 20 years ago. It commenced for teenage girls up to the age of 29. And now we have a cohort of women coming through who are ultimately vaccinated against the major strains of HPV, which cause cervical cancer. So we now have um, a situation where cervical cancer screening is only conducted every five years from the age of 25. So um, most of the women listening are, you know, about 25 or older. So it applies to most women. You'll get an invitation from the government to commence your cervical cancer screening at 25. And there's now an option for self-collection, which um, as one of my patients described, (laughs) yes, it's like a rat test for your vagina. So it literally (laughs) is exactly like the PCR tests that we all ended up having during COVID where they stick this thing up your nose. Same thing, same principle, you um, stick a swab up your vagina. And what we're testing for is HPV, okay? So if you don't have HPV, it's almost impossible to get cervical cancer. So every five years, you can either self-collect or go to your GP and still have the traditional smear that we're used to. If you come up positive for HPV, then things change. And if you've had HPV previously, things change. But cervical cancer screening has evolved to the point where we're expecting in the next 20 years there will we will have eliminated cervical yeah, cancer in amazing. Australia, amazing. which is pretty amazing, yeah. So th- that's number one and that's for all women. What if you are in that bracket that didn't have the vaccine? Is it still five-yearly mm-hmm. checks? Yep. Yep. Okay. yep, absolutely. So it's still five-yearly checks. We're still looking for HPV 
obviously if you come up positive for HPV, then you'll have an annual screen yeah, until yeah. your body's cleared it. So I do, that's a very valid question. And I do get women saying, oh, but I don't, you know, what if they miss something and I'm used to having it every two years. So it's it's not under screening. We're not going to miss any more cancers. It's the ultimate screening test for all women. And it's evolved to the point where we've worked out if you don't have HPV, there is no possibility of you getting survival Gosh, cancer. it's amazing. I'm so, I love science for that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, me too, me too. So mammograms are obviously something that um, we are all eligible for from the age of 40, actually. The government only sends invitations to commence screening from 50, but they um, will cover the cost at a breast screen centre from the age of 40, and it's every two years that you have a mammogram. Um, and obviously that's looking for calcifications or changes in the breast before a lump develops. Now, depending on your age, sometimes we like to couple it with an ultrasound, particularly women who are younger because they have dense breasts, and so it's more difficult to interpret the mammogram. Um, and then obviously if you have a family history of breast cancer or any genetic issues, that then changes the age that we commence screening and the frequency of screening. But mammograms are really, really effective in detecting early breast cancer um, and ensuring that we commence treatment really early on because that is where the outcomes really change, whereas a late detection is obviously the last thing that we want. So um, that's number two, skin checks. So, um, you know, skin cancer is one of the most common or is the most common cancer in Australia and for good reason. Obviously, we have an amazing outdoor lifestyle. Um, I know I grew up with very little understanding of um you know, sunscreen and skin cancer prevention and used to put, you know, baby oil on my skin. So we've all grown up with lots of sun exposure. We're all, you know, we tend to encourage outdoor sports. So getting a regular skin check is really, really important. Number four is um, bowel cancer screening. So at the age of 50, we all get sent a little special kit in the mail and we get to poo in a jar, um, which um, some people find very unpleasant. Um, but look, what that's looking for is blood in the poo. So it's a fecal occult blood test. And um, if there is blood in the poo, that's a sign that there could be bowel cancer. And then you would be prompted to go and have a colonoscopy. Um, if obviously you've got a family history of bowel cancer or there's other symptoms, change in bowel habits, that kind of thing, then a colonoscopy is warranted. But sort of routine screening colonoscopies, if you've not got a family history and you don't have any symptoms, are not covered under Medicare. Um, and so ultimately we're, we're relying on the fecal occult blood test and then symptomatic changes. So ovarian cancer, ovarian cancer screening requires the unfortunately, unsolved mystery, yes. I guess. Yes. So we don't have a good screening test for ovarian cancer. Pelvic ultrasounds, unfortunately, are not very accurate or specific. So they're only going to find an ovarian cancer once there's a big mass. And the CA125 is not specific. So if it's elevated, it could be endometriosis, you could be on your period, you could have just had a particularly great session of sex. Um, so <laughs> we, yes, we're still, that is still a really, really um, huge area where a lot more needs to be done because most cancers are diagnosed really, really late. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and unfortunately have poor poorer outcomes. Just quickly before we go, what are the main things you do for your health and wellbeing to ward off potential cancers? 
So I was just sharing with the team that I think the main thing, which is an eternal struggle, I think, for many women, is um, reducing alcohol intake. Yeah. They have done really a whole bunch of recent studies linking the increased numbers of breast cancer to the fact that women do drink much more regularly um, and in larger quantities and binge drinking. So I really do try and keep my two drinks two days a week as my baseline. Definitely, I'm certainly not going to pretend that during the Christmas New Year period or, you know, over holidays it doesn't exceed that. Yes. But I do really try and keep that to a minimum. Exercise has huge evidence in terms of prevention for cancer and obviously just your general well-being, yeah. natural endorphins. So I do exercise every single day and that's really, really important to me. I think we all have such a high-stress life with excess cortisol at all times in mm -hmm. our bodies and, you know, we are making ourselves ill as a result. Yeah. So just trying to be really mindful and cognizant of, of, of what you can do every single day to connect with nature, go to the beach, go for a walk, be outside and practice regular exercise and reduce the toxins that you put in your body, mainly alcohol. Yeah, I like that. Deb, thank you for coming on Healthy-ish. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, there you have it. Your reminders to book those screening tests ASAP. We all need a reminder, don't we? Because, hello, we all have the mental load. Anyway, if you do want more from Deb, she's up on Extra Healthy-ish. More from us, bodyandsoul.com.au. You can join the conversation on social media or you can rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.